You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy, stay for the unbiased takes. This episode is a part of our 420-20 pack. Today, the guys will, te- will host Take Jeopardy with guests John Fleming from the Double Switch Podcast, Sage, and Great Oriati. Kick back and enjoy the show. All right. Oh, shit. Recording in progress. We, I mean, we don't have to keep but we'll see what happens. Anyways, all right. I do. I so, do not feel big. I do not feel comfortable being recorded. You want me to take off the recording? I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all, all, uh, everyone, good to go. So we got Jalen, John, Gabe, and Sage, all from across the gay country. So essentially, it's take Jeopardy. So I was kind of explaining it to y'all before, but me and Jalen, I came up with most of these questions, but we came up with the categories. And so I can share my screen. So essentially it's like Jeopardy, but instead of there just being a set right answer, everyone will pick it. Um, And then, so like whoever goes first, will pick a category. They'll get to go first on whatever the question. It'll be like, who's better, this player, this player, or what do you think this about this team or this move? And then you go for a minute. I'll have a little timer. Uh, After a minute goes to the next person. And then after everyone goes, I'll say who I think had the best take without, not who I agree with, but necessarily, but who I felt like had the best, most convincing argument. Yeah. And I'll give you points. Like in and then at the end, there'll be final Jeopardy. Only one round though, because this will probably take longer. But oh, yeah. yeah, so pretty self-explanatory. We'll get it pretty quick. So I don't know who wants, uh, oh wait, I set up the screen share. Um, who wants to go first? Oh, bang, right away. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Volunteer. Once you get that screen share up, let's get it. Yeah. All right. Hey. Can you see this? Ooh. Yep. All right. Can you all see the all five categories? Let me push off the top. There we go. So this is the full Jeopardy board. We got all kinds of takes, great questions. So I'm ready to hear some opinions. As in normal Jeopardy, you have to go with uh, start at the hundreds and work your way down in the categories. But you can go through a whole category all at once. So basically like regular jeopardy i guess we're just gonna go clockwise from how i have you all on my screen so we'll start with john and then after that actually i guess we'll just go to whoever gets the points after that so okay. john you can see all the categories what do you want to start with i'll go with the mlb one for 100 uh, no 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 <laughs> knocking it out now mlb and other nonsense for 100 who you got tomorrow and why unc or kansas national championship college basketball um, tomorrow, I'd say I have uh, UNC uh, because my friend Sage is a fan. Uh, I don't know. I watched Kansas. I thought they looked lackluster. Uh, UNC had a lot more heart. Uh, go Tar Heels. All right. Woo! I like that. Good, succinct uh, take. I'm just going to go clockwise from how I see it. So, Sage, you can go next. <laughs> Who you got tomorrow and why? why we got you- UNC winning tomorrow. All right. Why are they going to win? Because that dude for Kansas, their center, all year long, he's put up – or in the tournament, he put up 9, 7, 12, 15, and then he dropped a career high against Villanova, who doesn't have anyone who's over six foot eight. Kansas only plays seven players, and none of them can fucking put up 30. Like, four of our five starters can put up 30 on any given night. So if one person's off, anybody else can carry them. Um we just took down Duke. We have the most fucking, um, I don't know what the word is. I don't know. They beat everybody. They ran through everyone. Like, beat 
they're on a roll. There's nobody that can beat us right now. All right. That was pretty, uh, pretty good argument. How about Jalen? What do you think? Who you got, Kansas or UNC? Well, I got a bracket on the line, and my bracket says Kansas wins tomorrow. My bracket now, says Kansas as well. but <laughs> my br- Now, I picked Kansas, though, only because Caleb Love and you guys started off a little slow. Caleb Love was only six points, but he did pop off in the second half. I'll give him that. 21 points, mm-hmm. second half. Incredible. I have question marks on Baycock. You got an extra day of rest, but if you got to miss an important piece like him, and going up against that big center like you were talking about, you guys are going to be put in almost in the same situation as you were yesterday and playing small ball. So that's why I'm playing, leaning more towards Kansas, in my opinion. All right, that was pretty good. Gabe, you finish us off? I, I am also going to say Kansas with the, the biggest reason probably being that it's going to make Sage sad. I think that's funny. But also, does Kansas dominated that whole game. It was – it was not close. I know they hit like the maybe like their first six threes. Like that was incredible. Even that uh, that Braun kid, uh, nothing in, in in the first half puts up puts up ten, hits a couple big shots in the second half. Uh, I think that dude with the name that's hard to pronounce. I think he's very good. Uh, this is, I mean, it's it, it will be it will be funny. Death death to the ACC, as as a as a Big Ten homer would say. I think I think it's going to be funny if if UNC loses and Sage is upset. All right, those were all pretty good arguments. That's a that's a tough one to start off. Um, I think I'm going to give the points to Jalen on that one, though. That was a, that was a tough one, but I think I'm going to give that to Jalen because I like that you referenced uh, a lot of the. I honestly don't know any of the players on either team really, but too much. But you made a convincing argument about the personnel on the side. Sage's was also pretty good. Let me give Jalen that one. All right. Oh, I have to go back to you. Okay, continue. All right, Jalen, you, you won that points there, so you can pick the next category. Let's go ahead and go MLB and the other nonsense for 200. All right, MLB and other nonsense for 200. Oh, I thought I – wait, okay, oh, it's the bottom one. Uh, I accidentally didn't take the top one off. That's later, spoiler alert. All right, oh. baseball guys. Very casual baseball fan uh, that I am. Don't know too much about it. Also, if you don't know, Sage, I know you don't know anything about baseball, so you do have the option to pass a question if you want. I forgot to say that at the beginning, if you just don't think you know enough about it. But I feel like there shouldn't be many. Anyways, baseball guys, and maybe Jalen, maybe Sage, you know someone maybe. Uh, is a very casual baseball fan. I don't know all the details about all the players. So give me one up and coming star young player who I might not know that should keep an eye out to have a breakout season. Give me anyone in the MLB. Jalen, you can start if you have anything. Anyone in the MLB and they have to be young. Oh, if you don't know it, if you don't know Juan Soto by now, and <laughs> that would be my, my pitch for young and everything for a young star. He's already up and coming. We already know he showed up onto the stage. But if you need someone that is still young and probably rising, and he's on the national, so it's always going to be something interesting going on over there. So I'd say Juan Soto. All right. I wouldn't say that that wasn't exactly what I meant, but okay, that's still a young guy. Gabe, you, you go next. Give me a young uh, up-and-coming player I should keep an eye on. Um, okay, well, I was just, I'm just going to say uh, Seiya Suzuki. Dude came over from Japan, signed a signed a like five year, seven million, seventy million dollar contract. He played in uh, played in Hiroshima, actually, I believe, for for their baseball team. Uh, 
just an absolute gorgeous swing power uh, option. He's going to play playing right field uh, for the Cubs. He hit two bombs in, in spring training. He seems, he seems like a very, very excitable character. He has a very, uh, very high energy personality. He's, uh, the, the clubhouse seems, seems to like him. And uh, he was actually gifted his first home run ball. The, the, the dude in the stands who caught it uh, came out and gave it to him afterwards. It's very nice. I, I think he's going to be doing uh, very, very big things. He's Japanese. That's cool. I like All that. Right. that. Okay, that was a pretty good argument. Right. Yes, I know. Recording is in progress. God, very your- annoying. I guess they don't want you to record people without them knowing. <laughs> it is against the law. I do understand. Yeah, but all right, here we go. Okay. So it's John's turn. I was about to ask you for a rising baseball star that I should keep an eye on who I might not know. So you like baseball, so there you go. All right. Uh, rising star this year, I'll stay away from my Phillies bias, and I'll go with the Mariners. Uh, there's a guy named Julio Rodriguez. Okay. Absolute phenomenal baseball name. Dude's 20 years old from the Dominican Republic. He hit 360 in the minor leagues last year. Um, that guy will probably be like Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. So I'll keep an eye out for him. Pitch. Sage, you know anything about baseball? Or you want to pass on this one? <laughs> Does it have to be a dude that's in the league right now? I, I no. know. Can it be a dude that will be in the league? Sure. Yes. I'll allow it. All right. We're going with my boy Ben Joyce out of Tennessee, the pitcher. This dude's out here throwing 104 miles an hour. And through the season so far, he's got an ERA of zero. So he'll be in the draft next year, and he's going to be coming for y'all. That's all I got. That was pretty good. Uh, That was, I mean, yeah, that was definitely a piece of knowledge that I did not know. That's a pretty pretty good answer there. That definitely makes it a little tougher. Y'all had pretty good answers, except for Jalen. But uh, <laughs> kind of misread the question. Points to John on that one, just because the Ken Griffey Jr. comparison and the minor league that stats that sounds pretty exciting. So I'm gonna give you the points on that one. Great, but, uh, those were very good arguments as well, Gabe and Sage. That was a tough one. So good job, baseball. That's a thing. All right. So John, you can pick again. You can right. this category or go to another. Let me go NFL offseason hundred. All right. This is a fun one. There will be 10 new NFL head coaches this season. Post-free agency, which hire is your favorite? And then I have them all listed right here in case you forgot because there are 10. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm ready. I think it's – is it me because I picked it? Yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. Um, out of the 10 uh, NFL head coaches hired, I, my favorite – higher would be Doug Peterson just because I think firing Urban Meyer it's such a huge contrast they're going from an absolute um a-hole <laughs> to uh to a guy who's won a Super Bowl and um consummate profession that's the thing that that's all I need to say yeah no that's a pretty good argument I think that's pretty succinct all right Gabe I see you now next in my rotation so which was your favorite coaching hire my favorite coaching hire believe it or not was Mike McDaniel to the to the dolphins to the fins coupled with the uh the free agent acquisition slash trade i forget which one of tyreek hill He's, he says you're going to use him uh a la debo samuel have him in the have him in the backfield that amount of speed that amount of 
pure track speed to be able to be utilized in different ways, put him in the slot where he's very comfortable. There's have Mike Gesicki in as a blocker, as off tackle, off of those two meatballs. I having Mike Gesicki as a as an option to not only secure that edge, but also have him go out, stretch the field vertically. I like that. I, I, I think it's a very good hire. All right. That's a good argument. I like that. All right, Sage, I see you next. Which was your favorite coaching hire? I'm going to go with Nathaniel Hackett to Denver. That's a great Dude one. coming out of Green Bay. He's been working with Aaron Rodgers. We all know what Aaron Rodgers has done. Now he gets to work with Russell Wilson and a defense that's going to, if they're healthy, tear up the league. He's got Jerry Judy to work with. Like they have a few weapons, but you have Russell Wilson and a defense that's actually going to do something for you. I think they're going to have a good year. All right. I like that as well. These are good arguments. This will be a tough one. All right, Jalen, you want to finish us out? Yeah, this is going to be a tough one indeed. Being the last one, you guys picked all solid choices. But one of my favorite hires was actually Dennis Allen. He's, he stayed inside the organization. They had a top like a top defense last year. Um, for them to keep him and keep pretty much run almost – I mean, he's going to try and run the same system as Sean Payton. No one can replicate what he can do. But it does help bring that familiarity. And we do know that in a division against Brady, sometimes familiarity can help you break – you know – helped you beat them all right those were all uh very solid answers and definitely convincing arguments Oof. you know i hadn't thought about it as much but i'm gonna i think i'm gonna give the points to gabe on that one because i think mike mcdaniel is a very interesting schematic fit in miami and i didn't love the hire as much at first but i've kind of warmed up to the idea you kind of sold me on it i actually think peterson was my favorite hire but uh i wanted to be unbiased in that but I thought those were all very good answers. Sage, that was a good answer as well. I was pretty torn on that. Let me give the 100 to Gabe right there. So, Gabe, you can pick the next category or go farther down in this one. Let's actually go NBA playoff push for 100. All right. NBA playoff push for 100. Pretty simple one to start. Who is a more legitimate playoff contender in the East, the Heat or the Celtics, and why? Huh. So this is, this is actually interesting because if you would have asked me this – a few weeks ago, I would have said, or maybe just a week ago, I would have said the Celtics because they were playing better ball. But the fact of the matter is, is this without the, without the Time Lord. And I do think it is the Heat because Bam Adebayo is playing like the defensive player of the year. Tyler Hero is off the bench, incredible. 20 points per game, leads the league off the bench. J-Butt is J-Butt. They have Eric Spolstro, who's a perennial candidate for coach of the coach of the year. They they got shooters who, yes, are streaky, but when Duncan Robinson is hot, cash from three, Kyle Lowry, and then his, his backup, Gabe Vincent, is also pretty good. The Heat yeah. are scary. I am officially afraid. All right. That was good. Uh, that's a pretty inter- good take on that. Sage, I see you next on my screen. So who's a more legitimate contender in the East, the Heat or the Celtics? I'm going to go with the Celtics just because I think the Heat, um, kind of like last year, they were good last year and they kind of didn't do as well as they were supposed to after the bubble. Um, and the Celtics have just been on a roll lately. Like since the All-Star break, they're 13 and three. They've had, I don't know if they're, it might be more than that, but um, they got shooters. Like if someone's having an off day, they can give it to someone else, let someone else have it. 
with the heat, I feel like if you, you know, if Tyler Hero has a bad day, I mean, you still have Bam and Jimmy and some other guys to pick up the slack, but I feel like they don't have someone other than like Jimmy going off on a day to like kind of push them forward. Like the Celtics do with Jason Tatum or Brown. Um, and then if Williams is healthy in the middle, they have, you know, a good enough center to kind of contend or slow down everybody. So I'm going to go with the Celtics. I'm on mute. Good take there as well. Solid points. Sorry, I forgot I was on mute. Jalen, you're next. What do you think? Um, yeah. So this was awful. Also, it's awful. Like, like Gabe said, if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have said the Celtics. Um, right now, though, I'm going back to the Heat. Um, even though they had that little skirmish a couple weeks ago with Spolstra and Jay Butt butting heads and everything, I think that in the end of the day, that's just Jay Butt, you know, being himself. Jimmy Butler always likes to get the best out of all his teammates, including his staff. So, you know, and Spolstra, he's probably trying to get the best out of Jimmy as well. But also, though, off that, though, I think with Bam, Kyle Lowry, and also Hero, probably potentially sixth man of the year, um went off the bench so i say just with the depth of that it's just it's a lot to handle that is a good point yeah they are definitely very deep so that's definitely a good point there all right john you want to round us out what do you feel yeah like- no, I, I, get, I would say that the celtics are the more legitimate contender because they're uh the celtics are irish and um, it doesn't hurt to have a little luck on your side and i don't right. think there's anything irish about the heat so i'll go boston celtics all right, that was pretty pretty simple. I like that. Yeah, that's very uh, that's a very good point. That was tough. Y'all had some pretty good arguments right there. A little torn on this one. I think I'm gonna give it to Sage though, just because I do like the point about the second score. I do feel like Jalen Brown is like a lot more reliable than the Heat's number two option as far as like playoff style basketball, how it's played. But I don't know. Y'all did make some good arguments for the Heat. That that is a, that is a tough one. But I'm gonna give it to Sage just barely there. All right, Sage, you get to pick the next category. Everyone's on the board. I want to see what Superstar Showdown's about. All right, Superstar Showdown. So this can be any sport, and it's basically just a couple-player comparison, essentially. Which above-average NFC QB would you rather have, Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. I'm going to go with Dak on this one just because I think the team kind of respects him more than Kirk. Um, like, I think people will follow Dak and be more – like, he's more of a leader than Kirk. And any given day, he can throw for 400 yards. Um, and the fact that he can sometimes win primetime games, <laughs> I think that just puts you above Kirk Cousins, like having the ability to do that. I mean, if you can't win a primetime game, nothing – but I mean, Dak can't win playoffs. So Not take your pick. Black record. No, that's good. All right. That's a solid argument. Jalen. All right. I see you next. I know you love Kirk Cousins. So why don't you tell me about it? <laughs> well, yeah, as you know, um, huge Kirk Cousins supporter fan. Uh, I would much rather have Kirk Cousins. He's in my opinion. Um, he, we at least know what we're getting from him on a consistent basis. Um, I haven't had to worry about my quarterback making a running play. And getting hurt for the rest of the season. Um, I at least I know he'll show up every Sunday. Hopefully, it's at one o'clock, and I know he'll get the better of him. 
So do, but, you know, do you know that he's going to show up every? Never mind. Keep going. Yes. That's, no. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's the fact that he'll. I know he'll show up and he's consistent, and those numbers show that he's consistent in like the top ten. All right. Okay. Fair enough, Johnny boy. Who would you rather have, Jack or Kirk? Okay, I have to pretend like I have a strong opinion about one of these guys. <laughs> um, yeah, Dak Prescott. Yeah, definitely uh, would take Dak Prescott. He's got a, a bigger – that's tough to say. They both have big personalities. But uh, I, I'm kind of uh, piggybacking off what Sage said. I think Dak is the kind of guy that uh, the players get behind more. I think Kirk is the kind of player that maybe the guys are kind of talking drama in the locker room about. They're like, that Kirk might be a little bit of a bitch. But Dak, no, he's a tough guy. So I'll go Dak Prescott. All right. That's pretty good. Uh, very, very good argument there. Gabe, you want to take us home? Who would you rather have, Dak or Kirk? Absolutely. It's actually, it's actually funny you say that, Johnny, because this is kind of a toss-up to me. But Dak Prescott, in the words of his teammate Amari Cooper, is the black Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so I think I would just – I think I would rather have Kirk Cousins because – because yes, Dak's upside is, is is a lot more, but at the end of the day, he's very average. He's very vanilla, much like Kirk Cousins. But I think Kirk Cousins has has uh, the demeanor and uh, the right mental to consistently push his team onward to victory. Do you like that? Yeah, right. I I do like that. You played well. That was, that was good. Cool. All right, I like that. Um, that's a solid, also pretty solid argument. Um, I liked John saying about how they might think Kirk Cousins is a bitch. And I do feel like Kirk Cousins, you can't really say that he comes through and can lead you through adversity. I think I'm going to give it to Sage again on that one because he did uh, kind of spell out some of the specifics of like the leadership. Uh, so that was close, though. Those were all pretty good arguments. He, his own funny. teammate, his own teammate called him the black Kirk Cousins. That That's that's not a sign of respect. That's you not like, have a black Kirk that's not a good thing. Kirk that's Cousins. so funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't have a strong opinion about either of them. I do feel like they're pretty much the same, which is why I felt like this is a funny question. And because of Jalen, so I obviously had to throw a Kirk Cousins one on here. I'm gonna give it to Sage, but those were all very good arguments. So my neighbor's car alarm is going off. Your car alarm? <laughs> not mine, my neighbor's. Brick that's why I got up. I was like, what the fuck that is that noise? Jeez. You know. All right, Sage. Someone's trying to steal your neighbor's car. Uh, (laughs) Let's do Superstar Showdown again. All right, for 200, which star slugger would you rather have? Fernando Tatis Jr. or Ronald Acuna? I believe he also might be a junior. Isn't he a junior also? Yes. All right, so the two junior sluggers, nice. Who would you rather have? Sage, you can go first. Or you can pass if you don't like baseball. No. All right. No idea. Pass. Jalen, you can go first. (laughs) Yeah, um, I take Ronald Acuna easy in a heartbeat because, one, I like my players to learn from their mistakes. And uh, I think Tati's just gotten his repeated accident, motorcycle accident again, just not too long ago. Um, Acuna also just got a championship. So I like that experience on there as well. And the Padres, they've been loading up for Tati's for these last two seasons and hasn't really panned out too well. So I'm going with Acuna. All right, solid argument. Johnny, I see you next. Oh, Who yeah. Would you rather have? Yeah, no, I'd uh, definitely take Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, 10 out of 10 times. I think shortstop's a more premier position these days. 
And uh, I know he has his concerns off the field. He likes he likes riding dirt bikes, motorbikes, getting hurt. But I want that out of my shortstop. He's fun. He has <laughs> balls. I want balls out of my shortstop. I don't like my shortstop sitting at home reading a book, doing nothing fun. So, yeah, Tatis, I'll take the fun guy that makes mistakes. Okay. <laughs> I like that. That was great. Gabe, you want to round us out? That was a very good one by John. Ed, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll – I'll take I'll take Ronald here, but for for the reasons of he's he is in the outfield. He doesn't have to be a cool guy, as as Johnny suggests. So is I like a more I like a player with a more veteran uh, mindset, and that he doesn't get doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Consummate professional. The dude has wheels. The dude is a, a very good defensive catcher. The dude can slug. I just he's a he's a very good teammate, and also. The uh, Tatis is a little bit more volatile, getting getting into it with with teammates, managers alike. This is when when things aren't going well. He's you know he's mentally uh, he's mentally not able to to withhandle the, the the adversity as of yet. So that is also why I would go with Ronald. Okay, you know I really liked John's, and I was probably going to give it to him, but that was a very succinct and sound argument, Gabe. And you just made a lot of good points right there. So I think I'm going to give you the points on that one. But I really liked John's argument about that one. <laughs> it was it was good. I don't that had me for a while. I was pretty sure I was going to give it to you, but that was Gabe just hit a lot of points right there, pretty solidly. Jalen had some good points too. Sage, you did well also. <laughs> All right, Gabe, you can pick the next category. Um. Let's do MLB and other nonsense. For 300? Okay. This was yes. the one that was on the last one. I was rooting Josh for nonsense. Out, who is the top college basketball coach? Like, going forward, who's the big dog? Jay Wright of Villanova, Bill Self, Kansas, Mark Few, Gonzaga, Tom Izzo, Michigan State, Scott Drew at Baylor, or someone else? Gabe, you can start. I'm going to say Jay Wright, but only with the caveat of that he goes back to, to wearing suits because as, <laughs> as the great John Rothstein said is uh, is Jay Wright Villanova is a fortune 500 company can run itself. He's, he looks so good. Just like in his suit game was so on point, but now to see him in like, like a track suit and sweats, like he just doesn't even care. Like, like I, I think the players feed off that the players, the players know it's like, no, you got to get, Nice little pocket square. There's the, it's yeah. Get, get him, get him back in a suit. He'll he'll take the league over by storm again. I I guarantee it. All right, that was a very good argument. I liked suits as well. Sage, I see you next. You're gonna be biased here, or say one of these guys or someone else. Uh, my real answer would probably be Jay Wright, but I'm going with the biased answer and Hubert <laughs> Davis. I love the biased answer. Yes. I mean, first year head coach, only the fifth person to ever lead the team to the championship in his first year with the team, led him there as an eight seed. They said we were a bubble team. Yeah. He's already got commits coming in. Like after this, everybody's going to want to come and play for UNC, come play for Hubert Davis. Like nobody thought we would be here. Nobody thought we should be here, but we are. And it's because he's an incredible coach and learned under Roy Williams for the past 15 years, he played for UNC. He knows the culture. He's going to take us places. All right. That was a very 
strong argument, even though it was also very biased, but that was Nathan <laughs> there. Jalen, I'm going to go with you next. Um, yeah, so even though my guy, he, uh, he got bounced a little bit too early, in my opinion. But I'm going to go ahead and root for my boy, Coach Calipari, if he's still in the game. I know he got in a lot of heat at losing to those St. Peter's uh, Peacocks, but that was a miracle story, and he just became on the wrong side of it, you know? <laughs> on um, National Peacock Day. Uh, it was before, tech, before. He got lucky. They got lucky. They avoided the National Peacock Day, but they're the reason it happened almost. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I do think Calipari, though, I think, you know, just got caught on the wrong side of the coin on this one. And I think, you know, we all know they run a good program in Kentucky. So that's what I'm going with. All right. John, you want to finish this out? Yes, I would like to finish this out. Um, I will go and say that Jay Wright, um, I can I can speak from the area. Uh, this is not really a basketball area, like the whole, uh, what do you call it, the Northeast? Yeah. But uh, Jay Wright has made Villanova into a uh, shitty nerd school. Uh, where all the nerds and Philly trash go uh, to like the heart of like Philadelphia and like Delaware County. So uh, that, that's, he made a, a dumb school, a fun school. So I'll go Jay Wright. All right. You know, that was also a very good argument. Uh, gotta say those were pretty good. I like some points that you all hit on, but I think I'm, I'm actually going to give that one to John. Sage, you, you may have had the most good points, but you're still very biased. And so because of that, I think I'm going to give it to John because I hadn't even thought about it like that before. But that is crazy that he has had that kind of an impact on the region. Like, I guess, like, yeah, there really are no, like, college basketball powerhouses kind of in that area. So, no, that's a good point. I'm going to give you the points on that one, Johnny. Puts you in the lead. All right. You can pick the next category. You're on mute. <laughs> Let's go back to baseball then. All right. For 400. Who is the biggest sleeper team in the MLB this upcoming season? You can start. Like, team under the radar that you think is going to be really good or better than people think, at least. Um, yeah, I guess we'll go with the Mariners. I think me and Gabe touched on it earlier. But, um, yeah, their owner, Jerry, uh, whatever his face is, he's been – had a real initiative to, like, make this team, like, get it out of the mediocrity it's, it's seen the past 15, 20 years and, like – to actually build like a contender and exciting team. And I mean, they have young stars under 25 all in the outfield. They got Jesse Winker. They got um, the Jared clinic. They're going to have Julio Rodriguez coming up. This team is going to mash baseballs. And I even forgot about Mitch Hanniger, who'll probably have to slide to DH this year, but they have bats galore. Uh, it's going to be fun for Seattle. They won't even miss Russell Wilson anymore. Damn. Bold statement. Okay, good good argument there. I like that. Gabe, you're up next. Who's the biggest sleeper team in baseball this season? You know, I, I obviously could could be wrong on this, but I I actually like the Detroit Tigers out of the AL out of the AL Central. I know I know the Twins have been have been making good moves, and I know it's you know Twins White Sox. Whose division is going to be? I I like the Javier Baez signing. Is Javier Baez one of the most electrifying players in baseball? El Mago. Uh, they've signed Andrew Chafin, reliever. He's still got still got some funky stuff. There's Heimer Candelario at third. Uh, you know, their the rotation is young. They've spent spent a little bit of money. I would I would like to see them to drag themselves out out from the bottom of the of the central. Maybe, maybe get get a third fourth spot. I think that would be cool. 
Wow. All right. Interesting. I like convincing argument. That's not who I would have expected you to say. It's interesting. Sage, you have uh, have anyone you want to share on this one? No. Pass. All right. What am I going to do? Make up some weird stats about some team? I don't know. You oh, could. All right. This yeah. is a, this is the last baseball one. Uh, <laughs> Jalen. All right. So I think my sleeper team will be the Blue Jays. Okay. Um, they made some pretty nice moves, in my opinion, getting some pitching lineups. They got, I think his name's Jose Barrios. Um, yeah, that's his name. I was about to say, and they just got some more help. They got, and they got other help and they resigned or they got Gusman or something like trying to learn these baseball names, but anyways, Kevin Gausman. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So they, so yeah, the, the Toronto Blue Jays have been making moves. They still got Vladdy G. They picked up my boy Tapia from Colorado, but I think like they're trying to build something. They came, they were on a hot streak coming to the end of the season last season. So I think if they can carry on some of that momentum into this season as well, can really make some damage. Okay. I like that. Oof, that's a tough one. Y'all had some good arguments there. And I don't know a ton about baseball, so I don't really have an opinion on who's the most correct out of those. Uh, as far as who, who made the most good points, uh, that's tough. I think I'm going to still give it to John on that one again, just because I like the points about the owner trying to change the culture and being committed to the winning and bringing in all these pieces. But that was a very good argument there, Jalen. You almost Blue, Jays, Blue Jays are going to be live this year. Yeah, they are indeed. They just just narrowly missed out on the wild card next year. Vladdy G, uh, all I do is smash taters, buddy. Like, yeah, that's Brobachat too. Love love Brobachat. I am interested to see what the Blue Jays look like. All right, John, you can pick the category for the next one. QB showdown. All right, QB showdown for 100. After the wild offseason, there are still two big-name QBs on the market. Who would you rather have, Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo? start um yeah i think uh i yeah as a colts fan i saw both these players uh, rumored to my team several times and i, I was kind of torn because i'm not necessarily a big fan of either of them um but jimmy garoppolo is still the taller more handsome quarterback when it comes down to it <laughs> and uh baker mayfield the NFL thinks he's, he's, he's a baby now. They, they're treating him like a baby. And they've, they've, taken a, they've taken all his authority away, and uh, it seems like he's not that good. So, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, solid answer. Gabe, I see you next. Who would you rather have, Baker or Jimmy G? I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'll, I'm going to take Baker because I think part of the, part of the flack he's getting is – unwarranted so so he asked for so he asked for a trade is that such a big fucking deal as the business then he gets replaced by this guy who has more talent in his in his pinky than than baker does and everyone's like oh is he getting what he deserves it's not necessarily a fair shake baker mayfield has for the most part kept his name out of the news well it's like with cop related things and you know i think he still has the the youth and inexperience, which is, you know, he, he tries to be Superman, make make not the not the best reads all the times, but I think he has he has more he has a higher upside. All right, I like that. That's a solid argument. Sage, who would you rather have? I'd rather have Jimmy G, because I think Baker, um, after his first year, kind of had the tools at his disposal to get things done, and. He really just hasn't gotten it done. Yeah, you got about 10 minutes left in this one. No, that's so stupid. <laughs> um, 
Everyone just stand by. I'll send out another mass email. <laughs> but yeah, like he had OBJ, Jarvis Landry, um, his tight end. I forget his name. Who's good? Uh, one of the best O lines in the league. He had Nick Chubb running the ball for him, and when it came down to it, he just couldn't get anything done. Um, I'm not saying Jimmy G is you know a great upgrade and he can carry a team, but when he did have a team built around him, like the 49ers he was able to do enough to let his team, you know, be in a position to win. Yeah. Like they went kind of far this year. Um, we're so line. Um, and he just likes touching on uh, porn stars titties. So he's got that going for him. All right. Solid point. All right. Good argument. Jalen, you want to finish us out? Yeah. So if I were to pick both, I feel like both of these quarterbacks are a product of their systems. Because, like, both of them were in great systems. Like, you had Kevin Stefanski in the Brown system. They were really good. Garoppolo obviously had the better success in the, in the system that he was in with Shanahan. But I would probably per, prefer Baker just because, yes, he is. He, just because he has all that flair, you know. I don't know. I'll take all the progressive commercials that come with him, honestly. If I have to do a progressive commercial out in Seattle for Baker, I'd rather have that. Just because I know Baker, he'll play with that chip on his shoulder and everything. And the players like that. The players respected Baker enough, I was about to say. I mean, they respected him and not at, just as a player person, not as a player probably, as we all learned in Cleveland. So I would still lean towards Baker personally, though, just because he has the higher upside. We've seen the games that he – we've seen the numbers in the season where he had 10 wins, the numbers that the man can put up. He broke the rookie record. I still think there's a chance for Baker. I still believe. All right. That was solid. Those were all pretty good arguments. I think you can make a good case for either of them. I don't honestly, I mean, I would go back and forth on who I would want. Um, all really good arguments. I think I'm gonna give the points to Jalen there on that one though, just cause I do feel like Baker can still bounce back. And I think you make a good point, like similar to what Gabe said that he has like slightly higher upside than Jimmy G. I don't know how much higher and there is the off the field stuff, but I think y'all had some good arguments there when we give that to Jalen. So you can pick the next category, Jalen. And then after that, I'll probably have to start another meeting. Stupid. Probably go with NBA playoff push for 200. All right. Based on your expectations, who is the most disappointing team in the league this year? The Lakers, the Knicks, the Hawks, who are ninth in the East after being in the conference finals last year, or someone else? Jalen, you can go first. Um, yeah, I think it goes without saying. I'm going to just say the Lakers right off the that um we all knew i mean we all knew going forward that they put all their eggs in the basket in this front five and everything and they still had a couple stars like dwight howard and other guys come in through the through the trading deadline actually after the trade deadline they still try to sign guys and veterans to come over and play thing is it's just not working over there and the sad thing is i feel bad because i feel like frank vogel will get the bad end of the stick and everything and, you know, they just – they whiffed on their free agency. So – and it's just looking really bad right now. Yeah. All right. Now that's a good point. The Lakers are definitely a huge mess. Uh, John, you go next. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to the Lakers too because uh, clearly LeBron's an old man and um, they don't mesh well together. And I don't really like the Lakers. I don't really like the Knicks or the Hawks either. But, yeah – um, this question, I'm basically passing. I just think LeBron is a little baby back bitch. All right. Now that's a fair argument. Gabe, you got next. How do I get this? Is, 
Uh, as, as, as much as I love to shit on the Lakers, and you know, Cole, I love to shit on the Lakers. The question is based on my expectations, who is the most disappointing team. I expected the Lakers to be dog shit. So I'm going to say the Nets because I think I think the Nets just all all you have to all you have to do Kyrie is pick up a book and get a needle in your arm and you're playing home games and you're not the 8th seed to where you're like oh we can we can turn it on we can win the the playing game we have KD they they just don't play a like a brand of basketball conducive to compete with the top uh, upper echelon of the east like let alone like the like the top in the West, where they have like they have defenders one through five that can shut down KD, and after KD, who do you have? It's like, oh, it's like I mean, just like Kyrie and Seth Curry, like they don't play a, a brand of of team. Bad. It's 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 a lot of ISO ball. It's a lot of Kyrie drop fifty for me, please. It's I don't know. I was expecting a lot more team oriented. Type type basketball, but these yeah. like big roster, big roster switch, like in the mid year. No, yeah, ISO ball, hero ball. That's a good point. The Nets, I think, definitely have been pretty disappointing. So that's fair. Uh, all right, Sage, you can take us home. Last one. Most- <laughs> I want to say first off, you have John's email wrong and my email wrong. No, I'm trying to yeah, fix dude. it. <laughs> that's not how you spell my last name. Hey, that's what I was trying oh, to I say too. But the good news is I already scheduled this one, so I'm just going to send out the link now so that, like, as soon as this one crashes, you can immediately just go right into the next one. It's a great idea. So, yeah. So, okay. but, but, yes, go ahead. Um, well, I'm with Gabe on this one. <laughs> My expectations of the Lakers are fucking shitty anyway because I hate <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Um, so, I'm going to go with the Hawks. Um just because they did make it to the conference finals last year and they have like a decent team. Like they have Trey Young, John Collins, Bogdan, that dude, Kevin Pure. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Kind of made shots last year and Mm -hmm. put him in that position after they, you know, had the head coaching change and he kind of turned their whole season around. I figured he'd be, you know, do that again this year, keep them higher than the eighth seed. Um, but I mean, some teams in the East that kind of came out of nowhere, like the Bulls, they kind of came out of nowhere, and the Cavs are, you know, up there as well. But I still think the Hawks could have, you know, they can do better with what they have. Yeah. No, that was good. Uh, I think I'm gonna give it to Gabe or Sage on this one. Kind of going back and forth. Those were both solid arguments. I think I'm gonna give you the points on that one, Sage, just because, like, I do feel like the Nets are really disappointing, but I feel like the Hawks, like are also, like, huge, huge disappointment. Like you said, they could have been so much better. And I do feel like the Nets, like, obviously they're a mess, but, like, there has been – KD has been hurt. And, like, I do feel like they could be a dark horse now just because Kyrie can play all the games. And I agree with you, Gabe, that it's a mess. But I feel like the Hawks are also a huge disappointment. So I'm going to give Sage points on that one. Uh, this one's going to crash in about two minutes, but we can go ahead and pick the category and you all can think of your answers. So, Sage, you can pick the next category. Um. NFL offseason. All right, for 200, which big-name wide receiver will have the most success in their new home? Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, or Allen Robinson? Uh, you can answer if you want, but you're going to have to do it in less than a minute 57. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Um, 
he's going back to his college quarterback. So they kind of are already familiar with each other. Um, I think they'll, you know, fit in with each other. Uh, the Raiders really didn't have like that big name dude at wide receiver who could just, you know, take over a game like Devontae Adams can. Um, I mean, they were throwing it to, what's his name? The dude from Clemson, the little white dude, as like almost their number one dude. Yeah. Um, so I think Derek Carr is going to have a monster year. He already puts up monster numbers some games. Um, but having Devontae Adams on his team, you know, already having that familiarity with each other, I think they're going to – he's going to have a good year. Yeah. All right. That's good. Jalen, you want to try to answer in a minute before the meeting ends? Yeah, I got this. Okay. Um, I am going to be leaning towards Tyreek Hill. Um, you're going to give Tyreek Hill an all-offensive-minded guy. We saw the offense that he built with Debo Samuel. Um, only reason why I'm saying Tyreek Hill also is because Allen Robinson has a lot of weapons in there. So there's going to be a lot going on in the LA, LA offense. Cleveland, we still don't know what's going on with their whole esque. And then Devontae Adams is the only one, in my opinion, that can give it Tyreek a run. But I want to see what Mike McDaniels does with Tyreek Hill. So I'm going with Tyreek. All right, that's a good, uh, that's a good, uh, good argument. John and Gabe, y'all can answer on the new meeting if that's okay with you. After this crashes, certainly is. I'll just stop it and start that one. How do I stop? Let's see if I can take a shit real quick. All right, it's five minutes break. <laughs> Speech. We're gonna time you. Yeah. All right. All right. How do I? Where do I go to end? Oh, I have to click the Zoom thing. Maybe. Don't worry. It's gonna kick us off in less. Hopefully, he's fine. Yes, I get it. Thank you. Share. Oh, I'm still sharing the screen, right? Can y'all still see my screen? Yes. Okay. All right. It was John's turn. Uh, So if you want to say who you think, yeah, it's going to have the better year. Can you move that thing? Yeah. 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 (laughs) The thing is in the way. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Low production values. (laughs) Throws it in the corner. (laughs) Away. Away thing. Get away. All right. Get the fucking camera. Oh, I don't have a camera on. What the hell? Yeah, you don't. What's up, man? I don't know. Figure it out, Professor Kolb. I'll get it on. You just keep going. I'm still here. Good view view of Sage's chair. Great great looking chair. I'll just let you get ready. No, I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with big name wide receiver that will have the most success. I'm going to say Allen Robinson because the others – Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill had a lot of success in their past place. But Allen Robinson was kind of stuck in a, like a football, like hell purgatory type state where uh, <laughs> he didn't have a quarterback that could like get him the ball. And he is one of the best route runners in football. Right. So I, th- I think for that reason, Allen Robinson going into the Rams, sliding in as their number two wide receiver, he's going to see more targets and uh, more catches automatically than he did last year, just with a better quarterback. Now, that's a good argument. I think that's a good point. This is going to be a tough one again. Gabe, finish this out. All right. Well, to say con- to stay consistent, I would say Tyreek Hill. And then I would, I would essentially reiterate my past comments when I was talking about uh, Mike McDaniel, the new hire for the Miami. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the question a little bit. I'm going to talk about new tight end C.J. Uzoma to the Jets okay? because I think, I think that acquisition allows the Jets to spread the field vertically. He's got great hands. He's a, he's a nice deep threat with uh, 
with uh, with post combo routes. They re-signed Braxton Berrios. I like him in the slot. Zach Wilson, I do think he's good. He has a cannon. So I do like CJ Uzuma uh, to be able to stretch the field for them. Should right. be a nice little acquisition. Okay. Well, that wasn't really the question, so I'm not going to give you the points, but I like the uh, take. Enough, yeah. That's a good take. Um, man, y'all all three had good arguments. I don't know. I think, I'll be mad if you pick Jalen. He's not even here. Yeah, that's true. true. I was thinking about picking him, but he isn't here. So I guess <laughs> by that definition, uh, I'll give that one to Sage. I think you made a good point about Devonta Adams with this college QB. I think, and the Raiders, like you said, they didn't really have a true number one. So I think having that, but there is still other weapons to take the coverage. I think you made good points. I also like your point, John, about the better quarterback. I think he will have a lot better year. But I'm going to give it to Sage. And Jalen, I don't know where he is, but he's in last place. So he needs to come back. Jalen. Did he say where he was going? No, he just kind of disappeared. Oh, he unmuted. Hey, guys. Oh, he's back. All right, I'm back. Points to save. We're back. I'm here to accept them. Oh, we switched houses again. Nah. (laughs) All right. Back on in business. Sage, pick a category. NFL offseason. All right, for 300. Fun one. In a wide open NFC, the Hard Knocks Lions are America's favorite underdog. I would say that they're the true America's team. After being the best three-win team of all time last year, they're in an interesting spot going forward. What should the Lions do with the number two pick? Sage, you can start. You don't even have to name a specific player if you don't know a specific player, but if it's just like a position or anything like that. Or if you know a specific player, great. That'll probably help your argument. So what should the Lions do with the number two pick, Sage? I'm just going to pass. I don't even want to think about this. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Fair enough. Jalen, all right. Um, well, we all know Dan Campbell is the defensive-minded man behind everything running up there. Okay. So I say, why not get a guy that wants to go for those kneecaps like he wants to, you know? Go ahead and go for a crazy man. And uh, I think they're looking at Thibodeau, is his name, up in Oregon. Mm-hmm. So I was about to say, go ahead and go chase him. Go get yourself a crazy man. Just get a pass rusher. I like that. Simple. Makes sense. Gabe, I know you're big on the lines. What, do you, uh, what should they do with the number two pick? I am, and I think the best thing they can do is trade this bitch back and get <laughs> some picks. Get some more picks. Get all get all the picks. They need <laughs> talent. They need talent badly. Talent in bunches. I want more picks. But if if they are gonna take the pick, then yeah, I would I would probably go with Jalen, just like a madman who's very big, eats all the kneecaps. But yes, give me give me some picks. They need talent in a lot of places all right i like that i don't know if they will be able to trade down just because it's kind of a weird draft but i think that does make a lot of sense john take us home um i was gonna go with that uh that trayvon walker out of georgia uh georgia used him as a defensive lineman i believe but um nfl scouts kind of see him as maybe like an edge rusher um some sort of linebacker but he's definitely like a heavier dude so he'll probably stay like on the d line be more of an edge rusher um this guy's Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously great athlete. This guy's a little more raw, can uh, fit, a, fit like a different schemes a little bit better. Um, I'm going to say this guy's a better project, but I think he fits the, the Dan Campbell way as well. He's a beast. Hey, here, give me one second here. Yeah, I got all day. 
Yeah. Just take, taking a call from corporate. Jesus, this guy. We take time out of our day and he goes on the fucking phone? <laughs> think you know a guy. Yikes. After hearing those, I think I'm with Gabe, though. Get rid of the fucking number two pick and just it's go just after Because every, every year, they're just a position group away. Just like, oh, if, if these guys were more talented, let's go away. Yeah, Never they definitely have it. way more than one need. They always have. They always do. Yeah, exactly. It's never, yeah, never just one thing. Who who has two first round picks this year? Oh, isn't there's the a lot. Eagles, isn't it? Oh yeah, they could they could uh, make a swap with the Eagles, but I don't think the Eagles are drafting a quarterback. So yeah, sorry about that. Okay, yeah, no, that was uh, this was a good argument, John. Um, I... muted. If they can back. I think that would be more than ideal. Um. Y'all pretty convincing. I'm going to go with John here just because I like the argument about uh, kind of you went into more of the specific player. I think it could make sense to take a Trayvon Walker, but I do agree with Gabe that they should try to try down, trade, uh, trade down. And Words are hard. They are hard. Words are hard. They're lying yeah. too. So I think uh, I'm going to give points to John, but those were all good points. All right, John, pick another category. I'll do the baseball one for uh, whatever. I can't see it. Right 500. Now. This is the yeah. last. First 500. Not a baseball one, though. Another basic but hot topic. How many teams should make the college football playoff? Four, eight, 12, more, less? Describe what you think the perfect setup would be for a college football playoff. Or if you think it's perfect now. That's also an argument. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess uh, my ideal college football playoff would probably include the top eight teams. Um, I think it would. I think it'd be fun to see the fringe contenders uh, compete against the big dogs. I don't think it would really change the results because I still think those fringe teams will get their ass kicked by the top four. But at least they have like that little like consolation. They can have fun, act like they're as good as the other guys, kind of thing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I like that. All right, Sage. I think you should do something like 10 teams where you have like the first six teams have a bye and you have the last four have like a play-in game and then they're into it because I mean, four teams, it's the same four ish every year, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state. I mean, Notre Dame might be in there, maybe Oregon if they're having a good year, but it's more or less the same teams. Um, I think having, you know, either eight or 10 teams makes it more interesting because, I mean, anybody can win on any given day, like Texas A&M beat Alabama early in the season this year. If you, you know, maybe they make it in this year as like an eight, nine seed and they can maybe knock off Alabama again. So I think, you know, you need something more than four because it just gets dry. It's the same thing every year. But um, yeah. I like having the, um, the idea of having like the first – however many top teams having like that buy. Right. I like that. I think that's a good point. I think that would be a cool little wrinkle to it. Jalen. You're muted. You're still, still muted. There we go. I'll check, double clicked on it. All right. Um, so I, in my opinion, think we should go back to the BCS Woo! era, back to the Bulls. I think everything – I don't like – if you think about it, all the – when we started a college playoff, the Bulls just started – the bull quality just started dropping significantly. I mean, players would choose whether or not they could play in the Bulls already because of the draft as it is now. So there's already that weighing in. 
that's already affecting the bowl value. But back when we had the BCS, yeah, say right, yeah, when we back when they had that set up, all the bowl games were relevant. Everybody had their. There wasn't no silly named games. We don't have the May like the Mayo Bowl now that we have, or the like. I don't know, like the the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Come on, hey man. There's a bunch of other things though. As like I'm saying though, like we got these weird bowl games going on now. When we used to have like legitimate, like the bowl games used to matter. Like the Rose Bowl had relevancy and everything, and the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl. Like what happened to all that? You know, I just. The good old days, man, where it was simple. Players go, they win, they get the cool stadium, the cool little outfits and everything with it. It used to be special. Now it's just like if you don't make the play, if you lose one game, your season's pretty much over. Yeah. That Rose Bowl game with McCaffrey. He just destroyed Iowa. It was nasty. <laughs> no, I like that, Jalen. That's a convincing point. That's, that's some good points. That was, that, you know, I like all that. Gabe, you want to finish this out? This is going to be I would because I'm going to agree – with my colleague Jalen Klieg, return return to Monk. So you, you gotta you gotta admit sometimes science does go too far. Make bowl games great again. I just, I I just I I will not take any slander though on the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Anytime <laughs> you can douse a head coach in a liquid other than Gatorade, I'm here for it. That was so funny. But then. Uh, like I do agree with you know players opting out of bowl games because like oh like this one doesn't really matter I want to just go to the draft it's not it's not the it's not the playoff so why should I care you should care because if you love football this is this is it you get to play one more game against a team you don't normally see that you have to you know concoct you know some sometimes some sort of trickery to beat them. Science has gone too far. Dumb it down. Simplify it. Make bowl games great again. That's my stance. All right. Wow. I really like all those. Y'all had some good, uh, solid, thought-out answers right there. I I like the idea of like play-ins that say chat, but y'all were really passionate about those uh, about the play-in bowl games or the the good old days. And I do agree that the bowl games were better. I think I'm gonna give the points to Jalen on that one. I think Gabe, you had a lot of the same points, which were good. I like Sages. I like y'all's arguments as well. I think we give Jalen the 500 there because I, I like your points about all the classics. And it, it has kind of, you're right, it kind of has water down the bowl games. I do like the idea of 10 as well, though, and having playoffs. But I agree it's, it shouldn't stay at four, either more or just back to the old days. All right, Jalen, you can pick the next category. Let's go NFL offseason, 400. All right, for 400, pretty simple one. What was the best under-the-radar move this offseason? The best signing or trade or what have you that, isn't getting it hyped up as much as all the big ones that you think will make a big difference. Oh man. <laughs> I wish I wasn't first on this one. <laughs> oh. All right. I think a big signing that I think just went under the radar would probably be JC Jackson to the chargers when they, from the Patriots. I think that's huge in the division where they went all offensive for the chargers to go Khalil Mack, and to go get this corner across the country. I, he was one of the best in the league who learned from, uh, what is it, Gilmore? Yeah, he learned from Gilmore, too, for a year before he retired, before he went to Carolina. I, I really think J.C. Jackson put him on that defense with Brandon Staley, where he is the defensive-minded guy. It can work some wonders and give the QBs in that division more troubles. 
All right. That was good. I like that. I think that is a great pickup. Gabe, I see you next. What was the most under the radar pickup this offseason? The best under I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a bit of a bit of a combo combo two for it, but I'm gonna go with Equinemia's St. Brown and Byron Pringle, both to the Bears. Okay. I know it's go oh, this the Bears, Justin Fields, he, he doesn't have any help. There it is. You know, two under the radar guys put Byron Pringle in the slot, Equinemia St. Brown, maybe stretch him out at a, as as a deep threat guy. Does affairs you know, Dar- Darnell Mooney is going to get double covered now. Like that's just the reality of it. Darnell Mooney's our best guy, so I think if you know if we can get Byron Pringle, who's got some wheels in the slot, Equinemia St. Brown. His name sounds like a horse. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, uh, I I like those two to get, you know, get some get some corners. Hopefully, some some uh, you know they're going to be up at night thinking about ah fuck we got to cover these guys. All right. I don't know about that, but maybe I do like Pringle. I think that's a good little pickup. Uh, John. Um, I don't know if it's really under the radar, but I, I'm going to say uh, Lael Collins getting signed by the Bengals as their new left tackle. Um, Lael Collins right after he's like, he's like, Joe, you got a new bodyguard. You're not going to get touched. That's huge. I think it's massive for like the Bengals organization to just like commit to like going out and getting an elite left tackle for their elite young quarterback so they can be elite for the next 20 years. Yeah, I think that's succinct. But yeah, I think that's a huge, that was one of the biggest moves of the offseason. I think that's huge. I agree. Good point. Sage, or yeah, Sage, you want to finish? Yeah, I'm going to go with like two guys here, but it's both for the Steelers. Okay. And signing Levi Wallace and the uh, uh, Witherspoon. Akil Witherspoon. What? Yeah, Akil Witherspoon. Yeah. Signed both of them out of free agency for cheap deals, two years, eight mil. They're going to be the two starting corners on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Steelers are always good on defense, so you don't have to have the best guys out there. Like, they're going to be, you know, good enough. And then you have, um, you know, TJ Watt still there. Like, the defense is going to be good enough. They spent their money where they needed to spend their money, and they picked up two, you know, good enough guys to hold down the – wide receivers for the season. So I think that was a good move. Okay. That is really good. That was a good, all, all pretty good arguments. I like that. All went in pretty different directions there. Oh, I like your argument, Sage, but I also don't want to seem biased just because you said something about the Steelers. So I think I'm going to give I'm getting fucked on the biases here. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I can't, I can't be biased. I think I'm gonna give it to John just because I do think the Lyle Collins move is just gigantic. I think that's such a huge pickup and I think that's gonna be a game changer, but I almost picked your sage, but I did feel like it would make me seem a little biased. He, he was just trying to persuade you with that Steelers. Look how many Steelers players I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to forget about him in a month. <laughs> oh, good. All right, John, what do you want to go? And to NFL offseason 500. All right. The big kahuna. Considering the offseason moves made so far ahead of the draft, which team has the best chance to go from worst to first in their division? And some of these were off tiebreakers, but the Ravens, the Jets, the Broncos, Jags, Lions, Giants, Seahawks, Panthers. Those were the eight last place teams last year. Which one has the best chance to go from first to worst after the moves they've made? John, you can start. Um, I'm going to go with the Lions just because of strength of division. I think they're the only team that, uh, I mean, they have the Bears, the Vikings, those teams, uh, you guys know about them. They're not very good. Uh, The the Packers, I don't think they're a very good team either. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. I like the shots. Throwing some shade in here. It was oh. a good opportunity to take a shot at everyone. I like that. That's some daggers right there in the hearts. Yeah, but basically, I mean, like the Ravens, the division got better. The Broncos, the division keeps getting better. Um, I think the Lions are the only team that really have a shot here. All right. I like that. Sage, who do you who would you say? I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Okay. Just because I think last year they were injured a bit. And I mean their team hasn't really changed too much. I think they lost a corner or someone. Um, but the year before, I mean, they were at the top of the division. The Steelers, I mean, they're gonna have a new quarterback. I think it's gonna be take a little bit of time for that to settle in. Um, the Bengals, I think they're still gonna have a great year, but I think it's, you know, it's gonna be hard to meet the same expectations after, you know, making it to the Super Bowl this year. Um, and then the Browns, I just don't trust the Browns. I don't know what the Brown, like they have Deshaun Watson, which I think is gonna be a huge move for them, but I don't know if he's gonna, you know, be able to will them to wins like he was in Houston. Yeah. Um, coming off a year break, like I think it's going to be take a little bit of time for him to get back into it. Actually, but I think the Ravens have a good chance just because they have, they know what they have. They yeah. still have the same coach. Like they've been around the block. That's definitely a very good point. Been around the block. I like that. All right, Jalen. Yeah. So, uh, Gabe, if you move your head just ever so slightly, that's going to be the team I'm picking right there <laughs> the Jaguars. <laughs> Um, not to go back and make it a little hostile because John just picked the Lions, but um, the Jack, I actually truly believe the Jaguars can have a true shot at becoming first from worst to first. Um, also because of their division play. Now, the Colts have probably the best defense in that division by far, and that's gonna be their greatest challenge to overcome is getting over that hurdle. Besides that, though, they just have you have Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson now. I mean, obviously, they had to pay extra money to get weapons, but guess what? They got weapons now. So I say the Jags have a chance to get make some noise in their division finally, and it's the second year for Trevor Lawrence. I like that. I think that is an interesting point because Trevor Lawrence definitely has, like, by far the highest upside of all the AFC South QBs, but they are still the Jags also. But good argument. All right, Gabe, you want to take us home? Yeah, I actually – I think this team was being avoided just because of – uh, the division, what what their division in, in, uh, encapsulates, but I'm gonna go with the Broncos, and then and this is the reason why. New coach from a from a very successful offensive system. I'm not gonna say it, <laughs> and I think with the with the new quarterback in Russell Wilson, with the with the Jerry Judy, that kid from UNC, that running back, it's pretty fucking good. And they already have, uh, you know, a good a good defense set in place. They have they have the they have the bare bones. That division is going to eat each other. We know that it's, you know, right right in division rivalries are already brewing, and I think that sometimes uh, teams, especially with some new pieces, they can just catch lightning in a bottle. And I think the Broncos can be that team. String together wins, knock off Mahomes maybe once or twice, knock off Herbert. Herbo once or twice like they they do have uh like the mile high stadium that that genuinely is a factor yeah. i like the broncos okay that was a really good argument uh going back and forth on this one i think y'all had some good points i think the division is brutal like you said i think i think i'm still going to give it to sage on this one because i do like the value of like the ravens cohesiveness like you said but you almost swayed me there gabe because i do could see the broncos doing it 
I do think it might be a little bumpy, just new system for a little bit. Yeah, and that division sure. is brutal. But no, that was definitely a good point. You almost swayed me. Jalen, yours is also interesting because I do think Jacksonville has like a high ceiling, but they also just have a very low floor. So, all right, Sage, you can pick the next category. The Jags, um, man. Jags, man. Quarterback showdown. All right, for 200. These top QBs selected in 2021 struggled heavily. Which quarterback will take the biggest step forward this season? Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, or Justin Fields? I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence just because I think he finally got out of uh, Urban's My- Urban Meyer's stupidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had absolutely no idea what was going on. He <laughs> apparently didn't know who Aaron Donald was, so that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I kind of I trust their management a little bit more just to kind of help him. We know the Jets have no idea what they're doing. Um, and I'm going to bag on Gabe. I don't trust the Bears. Never have, never will. <laughs> but, I mean, so I just – I think it just comes down to who he has around him more so than him alone being able to just be a good quarterback. Yeah. So, right. I think Trevor Lawrence. I like that. That makes sense. Jalen, who would you say? Um. They say I'm going to personally pick Zach Wilson to take the next big step next season, just because I feel like he's the one that's going to have the most, like still the most, like what's going on around him, you know, like a lot of question marks still around the jets. Um, We don't know what they're really trying to do in this off season, whether or not they're trying to protect him, get more weapons. They're just the jets as always. But the reason why I say Zach Wilson though, is because, I feel like because of all this, we'll be able to look at him and focus more on him and what he has done for that team. And I think if he plays good enough, which I think he will do this year, is that he will play good enough, but the team around him won't. So that's my opinion. Okay, interesting. I like that take. Interesting. Gabe, who do you think has the best step forward, biggest step forward out of these three this year? I'm going to say Justin Fields, without a doubt, without a question. (laughs) I I think he was severely leashed in what the when what the play calling was and what and what the scheme was it felt as I swear to god it felt like it did not get more complicated like post week three they got absolutely dogged by the Browns because the Browns could literally pick and choose oh you're running this play because it didn't look any different it wasn't any different they did they did not improve uh their schemes they did not improve the way the way they practice, the way they prepared. Hopefully, I am, I'm hoping that they're going to do better than that with this next coming year. He has he has the talent, he has the intangibles, he has the ability to create and improvise. And he was severely restricted last year. You got two new wide receivers, you got a few new linemen. Lucas Patrick, two first names, good for an offensive lineman to have. Actually, believe it or not, I think. I, I think he takes a big step forward. I do. All right. Slightly biased, but I think you do make some good points there. And he definitely was somewhat set up to fail, fail last year. John, you can finish it out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence here. I think it's the other two. I don't think their teams or coaching staffs got much better. Trevor Lawrence, they, the team went out and got a lot of pieces in free agency. Uh, they also got rid of Urban Meyer so he can go uh, Mac on some young women Without without having a job, you know, which is easier. And then, so like Trevor Lawrence, uh, this year he should have some competent coaching. He sh- uh, last year 
actually last game of the year, I, I saw a glimpse of hope. He looked really good. He upset the Colts, made me really sad. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think he'll be doing that to me for a lot of years. Um, I hope he figures it out because I would hate f- for the Jags to ruin Trevor Lawrence. I've seen them ruin quarterbacks before, but yeah. no, they, all the right pieces in place. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Okay. That's a pretty good argument. Uh, I like all those points y'all made. I, I think they should all be better. Um, I think I'm gonna give the points to Gabe on this one, just because I do agree that Justin Fields was like completely set up to fail uh, the first year. I think the others were too, but like the system from a more just schematic point, I think he's going to benefit the most from new coaching. And so I think that's a good argument you made there without, despite being a little biased, I think y'all all, uh, had good cases there though. So Gabe, you can pick the next category in the home. Hey, cool. I think I have to dip out soon. Okay. Do you want to just uh, do like one or two more and then just do like the final Jeopardy? Up yeah, sure. Go to the end. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's cool. What? All right, we only have 10 minutes anyway again. All right, this is yeah. one. So All two right. questions and final Jeopardy. All right, Rapid sounds good. Yeah. Gabe, wrap that it up. One. That one right now. Any number since there's uh, two more. This NBA playoff push for 500. Ooh. Give your honest prediction, gun to your head. If you get it wrong, you get shot. <laughs> Who will win the NBA Finals and why? Gun to my head. You can't be any bias because if you're wrong, you get shot. Yes. <laughs> gun to my head. It's Grizzlies. Uh, it's 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 the Grizzlies out of the West. I like that pick just because John Moran. They play better without John Moran. You don't even have to say of- matchup. You can just say who you think is going to win. You can't. Oh, I can. Yeah. But, yeah, you can say the matchup, but in the interest of time. Yeah. Well, it's going to be – fuck. I'm going to say Grizzlies Bucks because I think, you know, they're like, both their stars are playing their best basketball at the right time. I do hate Grayson Allen, <laughs> but with, with, with no bias, I think Giannis is – he can do everything. He's, he's big. He's strong. Drew Holiday, exceptional defense. Chris Middleton, Bobby P., they have the guys. I like them coming out of the East. They've done it before. I do like the Grizzlies, though. All right. Gun to my head, the Grizzlies are going to win. Yeah. Okay, interesting. The Grizzlies. Wow, I would have not thought that, but that is interesting. John, who do you uh, think? The Philadelphia 76ers with no bias intended. Um, honestly, just uh, go Philly, fuck the rest. That's kind of all. All those right. said, I, I don't really care no, for the rest of the no NBA. Bias. <laughs> yeah, no bias, by the no way. Bias. <laughs> I have no other favorite NBA teams. So. All right, Sage. I'm going to shoot you. Uh, Phoenix Suns. Okay. They are last year. They ended up losing, but they it's the same exact team. They're going back. They have the best record in the West right now. I mean, they've had a whole year to be together and um, congeal, get their fucking teamwork working. Um and I think CP3 has to win a ring. Like, if he does, if he retires and doesn't have a ring, like, I don't know. He's one of the best point guards there is. He's got to push through one year and just make it and get it. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I like it. Jalen, last one. Uh, get me the Bucks and over Bucks over any other Western field team you could put out there. Simple as that. Giannis is a man that can do everything, like Gabe said. Um, it's that simple. He's a god. It's hard to stop him. All right, that's simple. Uh, that was a good point there. I do kind of agree with you that I would probably pick the Bucks. Uh, 
I think I'm going to give it to Sage, though, just because he did make a lot of points about the continuity, and that roster is ridiculous. The Suns, y'all did all make some good points there, but I think I'm going to give the points to Sage on that one. So, Sage, you can pick the final regular question, and then we'll do final Jeopardy. Quarterback showdown, 500. For 500, which QB drafted since 2017 will have the best career going forward? So, this is not counting anything they've accomplished to this point. This is assuming we're only counting at everything from this point forward. Who will have the best career? Mahomes, Watson, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Herbert, or any of the guys from last year? I just put them on there because. But uh, Sage, you start. Oh, God, first. Um, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow um, because I think the Bengals are actually figuring it out. Um, they knew that they had to protect Burrow. They know that that's the only way they're going to keep him healthy for, you know, years to come. Obviously they're going to have him locked up forever. They're not going to trade him or have him go anywhere. Um, he's in the division with the Ravens, so he's going to have to compete with them for a while, but I think he's still going to have, you know, a great career there. I don't think Watson's going to be able to bounce back and be as good as he was, especially in a, you know, locker room over his head. Yeah. Like that. Um, and I think Burrow just has, like he's poised. He nothing really gets to him. He's gonna be able to fight through adversity. Um, yeah. yeah. I like that. All right. Good answer, Jalen. Who do you think? Uh, my pick is gonna be Josh Allen and everything. I think almost for the same reasons as the for Joe Burrow. Um, but for him, you know, Josh Allen. He's in the Bills. Buffalo loves him. He loves Buffalo. Um, I don't see Josh Allen probably leaving anytime soon for Buffalo. I think he's going to be there for the rest of his career almost. Um, also speaking, if he were to bring, almost as if Burrow were to bring a championship to Cincinnati, if Josh Allen brought a championship to Cincinnati, I feel like that would be just significant and all its own, you know, just by itself, just for that city and bringing one just to that franchise. So that's my pick is Josh Allen. All right. I like that. Also a good argument, Gabe. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert, actually, because I think they're uh, starting to figure it out. Coach coach has, has some balls on him. There's gun gunslinger, gunslinger mentality, a healthy Derwin James. That sec- secondary is going to be scary. But uh, Joey Bosa and they signed someone else, didn't they? Am I an idiot? Back. That's it. Yeah. Duh. I am an idiot. So with, with them two, I think they're going to get after the quarterbacks. Yeah, there's their uniforms look great. <laughs> I I think uh, Jay Herbo. Okay. Swing it. All right, I like it, John. Um, I'm gonna go with Deshaun Watson just because he did. He is an instant Super Bowl contender now. Um, he's on a team that's completely built for him. Phenomenal defense, great offense, good play action offense with Stefanski. We know Deshaun Watson can run a good play action uh, scheme. And he's in like the prime of his career. You can forget about the other stuff because if he's on the field, man, forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I I mean, he is going to be good. Those were all pretty convincing cases there. I love how no one picked Mahomes. Yeah, that is kind of frightening. No one picked Mahomes. Ah. Social media did not help him. I like all your points. I think I'm going to. Give it to Sage again, though, because I do think the poise is ridiculous, as you said. 
I do kind of believe in the poise. I think that was a very convincing part of being able to fight through adversity, which will obviously happen over the years. I could be wrong. I was very torn on that. Y'all had good arguments, but Sage swayed me the most, honestly. All right. So you can choose how much of your points to wager. If you want to do them all or another amount, hang on one second. All right. So final Jeopardy, I didn't have it on the template I used. So I just made a Google slide. Oh, that's not what I meant to do. So yeah, you can all see that. Yeah. The boldest NFL prediction for the upcoming season and what it is and why. And you can choose to wager all your points or some or however many you want. Say before you say it, how many points you're wagering. Uh, I guess, Sage, you can start since you're in first. How does this, how do the wagers work? This is some, it's like your opinion based. Oh, well, your I, I have one. Can I, can I start? Do you want, yeah. you want to see how, how it's done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So my boldest NFL prediction for this upcoming season is at least three, count them, at least three more players will go to jail for the rest of their life. <laughs> that's, that's what I think. Some, you I like know, some, some, some unspeakable tragedy where the player is definitely in the wrong. No lawyer can save him. Oh, man, yes. All right, that's pretty good. Suspend him, suspend him from the league, then it's just like he quietly goes away. And like, I think at least three. Okay. That's a very right. bold take. Put all of your points on that, I guess. Oh, yeah, big time. 500, Gabe. All right, John. Um, I guess, uh, we're talking bold. So I'll, I'll say that, uh, Jalen Hurts gets MVP votes, doesn't get the MVP, but he receives votes this year. Oh, yeah. okay, I like I like that. That. That's I mean, a good one. Too. I think he's, he's got a really good coach and I think he's poised to just keep getting better and better every year. All right. John, how many points you want to put on that? Uh, how many do I have? Um, good question. I think 1600. All of them. Forget about right. it. I was about to say. Forget about it. Hey, yes. All right. Jalen. You want to go ahead and make your uh, bold prediction? You got a minute, yeah. both of you. So quick. my bold prediction, I'm going to make it probably pretty quick and simple. My bold prediction is going to be the Packers coming the last place of the NFC North. Woo! That is an incredibly hot take. I like it though. How many we want to put on it? Everything? All of it. Yeah, right. everything. Stage, hurry up, hot take. What is it? How many points? I think life comes around and bites Tom Brady in the ass, and he has a career-ending injury in the middle Ooh. of the season. Oh my god! I like that. Wow, that is. Then then let me then let me piggyback off that. He is so distraught that he then goes on a spree of gruesome murders, and he becomes the first one to go to jail for the rest of his life. I like all of those tie-in. I'm gonna say John's on it as just because time's expiring. But those were all great. This was a lot of fun. I think that would give John the win. So oh, yeah, most it was right there. Y'all were all there. This was hard. We could do something like this again, or if y'all just ever want to chat. Yeah, yeah of course. Thanks, boys. This was fun. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Appreciate Absolutely. everyone getting together for this. Heck yeah, dude. See you, boys. See ya. Uh,